listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I woke up early in the morning, I mean early afternoon, break a lyrical hymn off the stem like boom. I fly when I'm higher, put my shit up in the tomb. The nigga represented on the 28th of June. I'm representing Philly on the 28th of June. I can make you feel like I'm a surreal cartoon with the pistol in the face of hip hop. Stick in your face, cause I'm on a paper chase. Yes, I'm on a paper chase. My Timberlands are fully laced, I be the Mr. Boogie Man. With records from 125th to Japan. I laid the plate of Johnny Hathaway and shake a hand, shake a hand. Your lady tried to kick it, but but I couldn't play my man. My niggas is my niggas that she couldn't understand. I shake your hand and the shit'll hit the fan. Just think, just think. What? What if you could blink? Just what? Just blink yourself away. And I shall proceed. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Aaron. And we're back uh, on a Tuesday. One day before the Walking Dead recap. So you guys know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of stuff to talk about um some of it good some of it bad some of it sad Mm-mm-mm. yeah sad things keep happening to people karen and uh we continue to talk about it uh all right let's see what we're going to talk about all kinds of news we haven't gotten to eddie murphy is writing a script for coming to america too why 35 years later you don't want this Mm-mm. okay i guess karen decided that uh she does not want to see uh coming to america too because the first one was too good mm-hmm. i feel like you and all the black people are all on the same page with this one yep because when you no. got no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no 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 hell no 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 i refuse no no yeah so no Right now, because the first one, I'm, I mean, because when it comes to comedy, sometimes with certain comedies, it's a perfect time. Mm-hmm. And that movie came out at a perfect time. And the cast, like, it's member, it's people on the cast. Some are past and some are still alive today. And some people are on there prior to them getting famous. And, you know, and shit like that. Like, and, you know, maybe it's just me being old, but. To an extent, we are um, a lot more aware and quote-unquote awoke, and more people are quote-unquote politically correct. Mm. So it's certain jokes and shit that they could have got away with then that would be hilarious that you would have a hundred fucking thousand think pieces on today. Mm. Um, and it would get, I mean, and and, and, I, and not that you couldn't duplicate it, but it, it would be something completely different. You couldn't use the same formula. Yeah, I do feel like people give things a pass if they're older. Mm-hmm. like there's a certain time limit in a lot of people's heads especially now in the age of the internet and everyone has social media and everyone's their own star and there's kind of a woke olympics and like you know kind of woke contest constantly going on and right it's like uh honestly one of the craziest things you can do is like on twitter or social media uh attempt to say somebody or something is cool like just attempt to be like uh such and such is dope or i like this person if you're if you're popular enough somebody will have some problem with that person so so like i can't imagine an eddie murphy movie that i mean just the scene alone where they were in the club trying to pick up women just the scene alone would be like that's transphobic homophobic uh you stereotyping black women like it it will be a completely different litmus test and i don't know that a person that's kind of been out of comedy 
for many parts that, and that's that's the thing i realized that uh, when you being a comedian you have to kind of stay in and around comedy because it has evolved and grown and changed so much uh there are things that society in general be it good or bad or indifferent used to think was funny but now would say that shit ain't funny no more mm-hmm. and if you are kind of because he's kind of an old school comedian not 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 well just, i mean his i think his movies are different than his stand-up true um i think his is if you're comparing his stand-up that's obviously not gonna go over but mm-hmm. his movies i think people still support i think one of the things he found and people probably chastise him a bit for it, but one of the things he found that was really smart um kids movies are the last place you can go and be silly and people don't really put all their politics into it that's true you know he like if you want to go be donkey donkey could say something problematic but we laugh because it's a kid's cartoon and a donkey and over right. the top if that was eddie murphy in a movie saying the same thing i think people would be more inclined to be like oh this is what's wrong with this movie or this mm-hmm. joke or all this shit i just think it's a different time and he may have gotten out where getting's good i mean he's rich he's doing uh you know he can just go do a fucking animated movie like a couple times every couple years make enough money to do any other kind of film he wants Mm -hmm. and people mostly leave him alone right he can do mr church all day long and nobody can bother you but if he did come to america too it would be interesting to see how people would receive it because i feel like there will be a lot of you know controversy over something like that particularly if, if, if if you try to keep it in the same time frame or whatever i don't know if you try to modernize it i mean it's been like 20 20, years i don't think you could keep it in the same time frame you'd have to do like coming back to africa or something i don't know (laughs) and the thing is you have a lot of uh, people that would just be i think i think we live in an age now with people in my opinion yeah people are just some people just angry like everything just pisses them off they hate everything they hate you too your mama your cousin and everything is just ain't shit i don't like shit and you like it i'm gonna tell you how i fucking don't like it and i don't function like that those people get on my fucking nerves because they just hate every goddamn thing um but that's just me because i don't function in those work you know i don't function like that where i just wake up every morning eat a bacon sandwich smack it on the table and just tell you how you ain't shit and how your mom ain't shit today i don't function like that um and i could <laughs> i could see it now uh i just i mean this would be possible if you try to remake it kind of the same i could see the jerry curl activists coming out of the woodwork damn i didn't know y'all still exist because you know everybody got a hive jerry curl hive will come out of woodworth i got a jerry curl and you tell my father the jews and know my head don't burn it'd be problems i honestly think the biggest things would be like people mad at at them doing african accents right uh things of this nature like just i just think certain shit gotta pass and maybe it pissed off people then we just didn't have what we have now with social media where not only are people pissed off but now people are hyper aware of the critiques you know like um look at the iron fist controversy um i don't know the number of people that haven't that are pissed off right now if it's increased or not what i do think is 30 years ago people were pissed off but you just didn't have communities you didn't have right online social media presence to be able to spread this out now you like i, I i'm kind of turned off from even starting to watch it because i don't want to watch it to be 
uh in, involved in the debate i think a lot of people are watching it now because they want to like debate it and discuss it with each other mm-hmm. um and you know people already kind of almost have a side quote unquote before they watch it whether it's the this is trash i told you it was trash or the this is great all those people hating on it just hate because of da 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 I, I like i don't want to be involved in this so i'm just kind of waiting till things cool off and maybe if i feel like it months from now i'll go check it out but i think there's kind of interesting that i don't know that the climate for comedy of this type is there anymore i just think Mm-mm. you know or, it, we had a time and, and and now it's not yeah or it's one of those things where if people do like it it's uh, back to the iron fist that people do like there are a lot of people that like iron fist but they're not saying anything because they don't want to fucking argue with people all goddamn day about their opinions about something Mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's what it is uh but yeah uh and it's just a rumor that he's writing it you know it's like a picture on twitter or something and we don't know for a fact that that's happening it just sparked people to talk about it and some people are making jokes like the whole movie gonna take place in customs because trump ain't gonna let them <laughs> in <laughs> i don't know what that would look like Mm -hmm. trying to get into america you know (laughs) almost made it to america almost got rejected at the airport right trump's america coming to coming to trump's america come on uh but yeah i don't know um you know i mean i like get out but you know i already see people you know it's just hard to make a movie because nothing's perfect and people are gonna have opinions man like there's nothing universal like that so i just think now it's just more vehicles to get your opinions out so i think comedy is just in a very tough place that it it hasn't necessarily been before right and and the thing about comedy everybody has their lines and and my line is very open when it comes to comedy i'm like yeah i will laugh at some fucked up shit if you present it in the right manner and make it funny a lot of people aren't good at comedy like they're not good at crafting they're not good at forming they're not good at telling the story you know because a lot of that goes into comedy too they're not they're not good at any of that shit and some people quote unquote are just mean as fuck and they present it in a comedy format when people, when people go that's just not funny they look they some comedians turn on you like you're the problem instead of just saying no 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 doubt you're just not funny yeah also i mean i think um like i watched the dave dave chappelle stand-up came out today on netflix it's two parts and i watched the first part uh before i went live with this and i mean it's goddamn hilarious to me you know like uh he's my favorite comedian already but i mean just just i mean still got the fastball 10 years between you know really doing stand-up in big venues and shit still knocking it out the part but at the same time i know that i'm willing to laugh at certain shit um that people feel like it's taboo and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like comedy's on those third rails because some people view comedy as if you laugh at something you agree with it and support it i don't view it that way right i think you can laugh at something be like well that's awful it's funny because it's awful and you know like guess the race is awful mm-hmm. um fucking with black people is awful right but uh we laugh at it while also going this is a ridiculous thing we don't agree with it people should not do these things but uh i i don't think stand-up necessarily gets that from some people and those people are very vocal so it's almost like you can enjoy the stand-up but you can't really talk about it you can't really because then people want to break it down to a level where it's almost like 
well that's not how i view the stand-up and that's how you do so you know that's totally in your hemisphere if you want to be like i don't i I didn't laugh at shit or he said this joke and i said no you know but i think comedy's just at a different place now and um honestly a lot of the comedians in my opinion one of the reasons i don't think a lot of them are necessarily funny is because they play so hard to either be i'm so controversial and edgy that it's not really funny right like you're just saying stuff that angry white dudes would agree with because they feel emasculated in america Mm -hmm. that like you either doing that shit where i'm just like that dude's not really funny it's just you know it's almost like bill maher where just a room full of people agree with them but it's not actually good jokes right Or, or you're the opposite where it's like i'm so safe you know like how there's so many black comedians now that are like i'm weird but i don't talk about race you know um because they don't want to lose that money and sponsorship and all that shit mm-hmm. um it, it like i think it's hard to find people that are willing to be themselves and let you judge them with their comedy and i think right. that's the superpower of like the best com- comedians is that i'm not on stage to be right all the time or to be agreed with all the time but i'm on stage to be funny all the time so it's like i can make you laugh at this while also going like yeah this is your this is a trash ass opinion or whatever um and i just don't know that movies like stand up barely has it now that you can like isolate a clip or a joke and go on twitter and go on a rant Mm -hmm. stand up barely has it and uh movies doesn't have it at all i don't think like people just go in yeah and and also it's one of these things where like you was talking about before i do agree that people different people have their bars as far as what they think funny and what's not and in my personal opinion it's a lot of motherfuckers that don't have a sense of humor period they don't i mean i'm not they just Mm. don't have a goddamn sense of humor nothing can be funny everything is offensive and it's like well doll why are you critiquing something like comedy when everything about it is problematic in your mind and then you're gonna tell everybody they shouldn't watch the shit either because you don't think it's funny well some of the um um i don't know if they tell other people not to watch it or not i don't know i think people like that kind of exist in their own space whether you go over there and engage them that's on you but i don't for the most part those kind of people seem to know that they are on the outskirts of humanity with those opinions but what i would say is um i do feel like people it's not that people don't find nothing funny i think some people are kind of control freaks about their funny and the things that they really find funny the people they find funny in a lot of cases i just don't you know what i mean like it's it's just you know i like a little edge i like a little bit of over the you know breaking point i can deal with that and but i also separate to the point where i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah. i don't want that person in charge of peter Right. or anything NAACP or whatever but I'll enjoy that comedy uh, and then I think also especially us being black there's another element that's like the elephant in the room which is when white people like something too much black people almost always start getting defensive yeah. like we start preparing for the jig we start being like I don't like this motherfucker we know something what's gonna wrong change. with them right. not even something gonna change just we might not even be paying attention to that artist true we see enough white people big up in that motherfucker and it's like okay what's wrong with them yeah that's what happened to amy schumer yeah amy schumer's one because uh, i don't have a problem I, and this her. this is the thing right. this isn't me saying that they don't have problems and shit but i just know it's a trust factor mm-hmm. they not getting no fucking slack on the trust like yep. 
you know i'm like i remember people giving louis ck all this uh praise and shit um and it was like uh you know now he's a guy that knows how to do a race comedy the right way and i watched his stand up and he had this joke that in my opinion felt like he was trying to force a bit where he could say nigger and faggot and shit into his bit like that was his whole point of the bit Mm um and you know i'm sure that certain type of people found it to be funny but for me i was like well this almost feels like force now i'm not saying you can't laugh at this my question is why did you laugh at him saying this bit but then like daniel tosh is too offensive for you because to me i feel like they're both going over the line of quote-unquote decency for white people right and stepping into some territory where i'm like well this should be offensive and i and this wasn't even black people it was white people being like louis ck is great daniel tosh is too much and i was like yeah to me i would laugh at both of them but both both of those people i would be like those jokes that they set up are about them being terrible people i don't know why you let one dude be terrible and the other dude is too much right so that's the kind of shit i look at when i look at stand-up or whatever uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with uh dave chappelle stand-up book special in the age of twitter because most people don't really watch stand-up anymore but most people will watch dave chappelle stand-up yeah I, and it's a big deal on netflix yeah and uh when i woke up this morning i didn't i didn't know that they were people were tweeting lines but i see people like tweeting lines from the special like early this morning when i first woke up so i guess some people must have watched it like at midnight or overnight mm-hmm. or early this morning mm-hmm. so I know a lot of black Twitter is watching it. And too, I think not all black people, but I think a large percentage of black people, uh, our line of offensiveness when it comes to comedy is very different because Mm -hmm. a lot of us, especially if you listen to this show, you have some form of what you call a gallows humor. Yeah. Um, for the simple fact that fucked up shit happened and it's like, oh, I gotta find a way to make this motherfucker funny or else I will fucking snap. So a lot of us have a tendency to joke about morbid stuff, joke about fucked up stuff. Um, for a lot of, well, I can't speak for all, but for a lot of black people, some of the funniest people in your family, I ain't trying to funny. I know that people have funny men, but a lot of times the funniest people in most people's family is black women. Um, in my opinion. Um, and I think that black women have to deal with so much fucked up shit. If you find a black woman with a good sense of humor, uh, a lot of times it's, it's going to be dark. And I think, and I think for me personally, that's why I guess my line is a little different because I'm like, Hey, I've learned over time that you have to laugh at shit and it's okay. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't make you a terrible human being. It don't mean I agree. No, I don't agree with sexual abuse. No, I don't agree with sexual, you know, me raping. No, I don't, you know, agree with certain things. But if you present it in the right manner and the motherfucker's funny, I'm going to laugh. Yeah, like I said, I really think a lot of it is about um, trust. Correct. You know, it's about trust. And you trust certain people to say and do things that, we don't trust everybody to do so it's gonna like i said it's always interesting and it would be interesting to see him uh eddie murphy attempt some type of a comeback in this atmosphere because i don't know that he got the trust of the people like that Mm -mm. um and i'll see it will it'll be interesting to see if even dave Chappelle really has the trust because i think we're just in an age now where you're gonna get the think pieces you're gonna get the you know the twitter streams the facebook posts all that stuff and then and then we'll see 
where people stand because i i can't I, like part of me was watching it and enjoying it and laughing and then part of me was like man i i, I wonder what people are gonna think about this topic i wonder what people are gonna think about his angle for this and you know where like you know because he he's one of those people too that i think he sees the third rail thing like most great comedians you see the third rail topic and that's the one you want to talk about like you don't want to talk about the safe shit that everybody agrees on you want to go to the shit that people go (gasps) you're talking about this and uh he was definitely doing that so anyway that's only the first one i haven't seen the second part but i can't wait to watch that too um nick young i mean nick cannon uh talked about leaving america's got talent on E! News. Oh, she did get a slunk on. The latest on Nick Cannon after his controversial exit from America's Got Talent. Only we went straight to the source. Kevin Frazier scored an exclusive in New York with Nick. And frankly, everybody wants to know, what is Nick thinking, Kev? Nancy, it really was a shocking turn of events because hosting AGT seems like a dream gig. But let me say this, I have known Nick for a long time, and there always is some kind of method to what people may call his madness. Why leave America's Got Talent? It seems like a dream job. Yeah, Why leave know. that job? Because it's a job. And people, I, I'm not defined by a job. They get caught in a sense of like, you should be happy to be here. Or you, we, it is the dream job. Things like this don't come along. Everyone, but things like that don't define me. Nick sticking to his principles, walking away from the show he's hosted for eight seasons after he says NBC executives threatened to fire him for making jokes like this one on his Showtime comedy special. I apologize, white people. We over here talking about players and stuff, and you think this is America's Got Talent. When people start to uh, put restraints on my creativity as an artist, I just have to stand on my square and stand for something. Money is isn't one of the things that moves me or inspires me. I love it. I embrace it the way everyone else does mm-hmm. on this planet. But uh, I don't make decisions based off of it. So so it wasn't an emotional decision? No, not at all. I, I, everything I do is calculated. Did they threaten to fire you? They did. You know, I think that that's very apparent. But I never want to play the victim. And I never want to point fingers or, oh, I felt like I was mistreated. I wish everyone the best. So no hard feelings on his end, but what does he think about rumors that actor Brandon Michael Smith could be his AGT replacement? We're a community and we got to look to build one another up. So when you see somebody else get an opportunity, all you can do is salute him. I sat down with Nick in Times Square as he was prepping to go live for MTV's Wild and Out, a show he created that's now in its ninth season. He's hosting a talent search for the next cast member. Might find a new superstar tonight, so let's get to it. He's also got... He didn't want the check for... I guess he kept the check for this one. Okay. Got a movie out soon and continues to make music, but what's really got people talking, this wild YouTube video blog that left some worried, he was coming unhinged. Nick with the caddy! Bye! People saw that vlog and they said, what's going on with Nick? Hi, enough with the politics. It's so funny because people see that vlog and they're like, ooh, what's wrong with him? I was like... I'm, I'm an artist. Like I get excited when genie. people don't understand something because I always say first they call you crazy, then second they ask, how did you do it? Nick is also passionate about his family. He just welcomed his third child, a boy, with ex-girlfriend Brittany Bell. He's also co-parenting his twins with ex-wife Mariah Carey. How do you and Mariah work it out? Because it seems like it's a really, it is a very good relationship. <laughs> uh, it, it fun, it's, it's comical. It's humorous to me. Uh, the way the world perceives uh, myself and Mariah and the way that we actually really are. When we first met, we had conversations of like, 
what if this didn't work out? How would we operate? I would never have a bad thing, a negative thing to say about her. And everything that she's built, even with our children, she's a magnificent mother. You see how happy they are. You can see that they're, they're loved unconditionally. And at the end of the day, that's our number one priority. There you go, Karen. Mm, this unk collection on fleek. Who mm-hmm. makes those for him? Good to catch up with Nick. You I'm know? trying to tell you, he might hit the unk collection. is right beside the uh, the section where my mama buy her church hats. Every color. I don't think those are called unks. I think those are turbans. I'm calling them unks. An unk is a sign that looks like a circle and a cross at the same time. (laughs) So we will not be calling it the wrong thing. (laughs) Ah, nigga look like I dream of genie. (laughs) Mr. Povo. Um, there is a doctor who, uh, apparently can, I don't know if you know, but old people, they be having sex of course and sometimes when you have sex it's not the safest sex and you might catch a disease yeah if you don't use condoms yes so there's a doctor who is trying to help these old peoples to have safe sex and educate them and to keep them from uh you know catching stds um, a lot of them probably sexual education a lot of them probably never had in their lives because you know a lot of old people you'd be amazed but that day i'm ignorant to sex education yeah and then you got like yeah you got people people coming from all over the you know the country mm-hmm. going to florida and stuff and you got people that you know sex education was jesus come on you know so she wanted to use a uh educational tool Yo, rap like of a rap video it's called stds never get old okay stds never get old okay all right let's kick it and listen rap dr d's rap intention calling out all your fellas and ladies stds are tearing through folks in their 80s can you really help being sex kittens why can't you wear your little love mittens gotta be safe because sex has gotten risky no shame being a freak and getting a little frisky dang <laughs> hold up this white woman is flowing oh my god who, who, who was her ghostwriter oh my god she, she got gonna, a good ass ghostwriter she needed this nigga minaj <laughs> Body's a temple. Keeping safe's not always so simple. Sex indiscretions lead to depression. No matter how you like it, comes with the best protection. Love it or leave it. Hormones start to flag. Things dry up and your tail comes out wag. If that is a problem, lube may solve it. See your family doc if it doesn't resolve it. Safe sex, baby. Did the old people in the videos know they were agreeing to this? Cause it's just old people handing each did other condoms. Did old people here? Did they have to direct them? No, like I feel like somebody's watching this video right now. Like grandma, what are you doing in this? <laughs> that 
vaginal atrophy is something. A sex catastrophe, it can be the real thing. Quick to the point, to the point, I'm making lubrication's key, and you know I'm not faking. Trauma from guys' erections, tears thin skin without detection. Listen up and learn from the selection if you don't want a nasty groin infection. Aging, it's just a normal stage. We all gotta get on the same stage like stage. Fellas on standby, wanting more to say hi. Should you stop? Should you just drive by? Wait for the got these old ladies riding by these old men in this jeep yes is this what y'all grandmas is getting up to (laughs) well we not around (laughs) oh my god (laughs) going to the old folk orgies retirement is 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 lit check things out from the bottom to the top your sex life can be later and stronger thanks by agri-boyd parts work longer living a sex revolution being sex savvy is the smartest sex solution let's break it down cougars all around all these stds all the time oh, the bodies we're just a cafeteria cesspool of germs mm-hmm. and then she got facts on the screen one over one in every four people living with hiv is over 50 Ooh, I guess I didn't know that statistic. Mm-hmm. Virus and bacteria. What's called the clap? Gonorrhea's got a wrap. Sleeping around? Probably a trap. Subtle and sneaky is chlamydia. You may not even know when the bug has gotten into you. Syphilis makes a painless... I'm pretty sure I saw a furry in one of the scenes. Somebody with a unicorn uh, furry outfit on. Shit, you may have. Old folks out here getting it. Come on. Everything <laughs> sure. they do too. It don't stop because you get old. You might not be able to swing as... As far as long with your BDSM, but you can still do it. Then you spread it around every time you score. All around the scene, back in action. Tear things up, put your parts in traction. STDs ah! are a problem. One way to solve it. See your family doctor. Safe sex, baby. Safe sex, baby. Oh, shit. He had his grandson or somebody go in and buy the condoms for him. And he in the car buying the condoms from the grandson like a fucking drug deal, y'all. Because some old people are shamed. Like, mm-hmm. I know that might sound weird, but uh, you, you're you dealing with a lot of sometimes uneducated people. Not me. If I was old getting freaky with these freaks out here in these streets, I'd be all on, uh, be buying condoms in bulk. I'd I be selling them at the old folks' home. I'd buy them in bulk, and then I'd be like, going down to the ATL orgy. Wish me luck. Come on. Take heed. I'm an STD poet. Rap Dr. D, I want you to know it. My town. I see these infections. Give bad news when they are detected. Sex can be a germ spill. People aren't safe for real. Virus and bacteria sexually transmitted. How to be safe? Make sure the condoms fitted. I'm Rap Dr. D, and I want to help you. I want her to be my doctor so bad. I want to leave my doctor and go to this lady to be my doctor. She's the best doctor of all time. Come on, rapping. Right, I need her to give me some bars whenever I get sick. Ah! (laughs) She's like, "Oh, sound like you got a cold. Drop that beat." Yes. Got dancing in the background. Right, nurses, let's kick it. All these STDs really are stealthy. Without them, your sex life will be healthy. No lame excuses. You need to take precautions. Wrap doctor out. Hope your golden years are awesome. If you've got a problem and condoms won't solve it, see your family doc. Maybe they can resolve it. Oh, she got same-sex couples. Come through, doc. Come through, doc. I don't know where they find these 
plastic tubs to put these old men in but still <laughs> but they found them come through <laughs> they were like look we, we can't get the poison then we'll do something close enough <laughs> Told you they had a furry. Yo, let's get out of here. Word to your doctor. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, shout out to the doctors. Come through. Oh, man. These white people did their thing, man. That was cute. I don't even feel like this cultural appropriation. Because they stole it from a white dude that stole it from some black people. Asheville, North Carolina. At the rap doctor on Twitter. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, educate people. That is so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I zero. I'm not fucked with it all. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, happy day if you're traveling to Ohio. Today's your lucky day. Okay. Um. Because up until, to, well, depending on what you're traveling for, it could be your unlucky day. Uh-oh. Um, apparently, they finally put it on the laws. It's illegal to have sex with animals. So. Oh, that wasn't already on the book? Nope. But today is the day, Karen. So get your, I hope you got your last sex with animals in yesterday. Because mm. as of today. He's a grind. Uh, it's bestiality is banned. It's a, it, it's a misdemeanor uh it is it does not say but it is a new law and they are not playing around Mm -hmm. how do y'all fucking them animals Mm -hmm. you've been fucking animals for too long (laughs) as i have some people sex people Mm mm-hmm this uh trend is just gone (laughs) gone too far Mm mm-hmm gone too far you let it slide you let Mm. you let they let you have sex with animals for too long and you took it for granted Mm, guarantee you they probably had a spike or spike in the course i was like what the fuck is this why we have all these farmers complaining probably farmers not trying because you know with farms you have wide yeah people probably like that. going out there to the farm right out in the middle of nowhere and shit they were like look people them farmers like look i'm tired of fucking my animals and, and making my making the cows milk sour fuck that mm-hmm uh two women remain hospitalized days after cosmetic surgery procedure oh yeah uh listen i know everybody wants to have a big old butt and some big old titties hey don't don't but see you, you gotta stop going for the for the low low Mm-mm. you gotta stop going for the two for one deals it, in a hotel room you with can't the do, cement you, uh, can't do walmart prices you, you can't get the 25 percent off go ahead and pay them thousands of dollars and get it done right yeah because you can end up in the hospital or dead guys right and we care about you here we want you to be here for a long time and be able to listen to the blackout tips two women remain in the hospital five days after having a popular plastic surgery procedure the same doctor at the same facility performed the same procedure on them just hours apart Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Juwan Strader. And I'm Trina Robinson. Jackie has the night off. NBC6 investigator Dan Crowther. Well, hold up now. The fuck happened to Jackie? I don't know, but... uh You can't just say she got the night off without telling us what happened, Trina. Is she one of the women that got her butt implants and now she's somewhere dying in a room? The story need to switch to where is Jackie? I don't know, but uh I don't... Trina, pretty look. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uncovering injuries and deaths from cosmetic surgeries for months. He joins us tonight with more on these latest cases. Dan. Trina, the two women traveled from their homes in New York and California to a cosmetic center in Aventura. They wanted better bodies. Now they're in the hospital beds tonight getting treated for potentially life-threatening complications. Crystal Call and Shabriya Hill didn't know each other when they traveled to South Florida last week, but they know each other now. They're in the same hospital after going to the same doctor on the same day for plastic surgery. Their mothers are comforting each other and speaking out. I was mortified. I think it's disgusting, you know, that they're allowed to practice down here like this and, and continually get away with it. The patients tell me they each underwent what's called a Brazilian butt lift as seduction by Jardins Cosmetic and Aventura on March 15th. The same doctor performed the procedures, and paramedics rushed both women from the clinic to the hospital, where they remain five days later. Her uh, kidneys failed. Uh, her liver was getting affected. The women say they suffered from septic shock and had multiple blood transfusions. I need my daughter to get well. I need this doctor to be held accountable for what he has done to these girls. Now both out-of-state families are stuck in South Florida, waiting for the women to be well enough to travel back home. They're doing it because they think they're saving a couple thousand dollars. But at the same time, you're giving your life. It's not worth it. Do your research. An attorney for Dr. James McAdoo, who performed the surgery, said he takes every possible precaution necessary to ensure the safety and well-being of his patients. Mm -hmm. And he and the owner of the clinic itself say the procedure carries certain risks and possible complications. Live in the newsroom, Dan Krauth, NBC. This thing like, I hit a rough patch. I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. Of all the odds, went 0 for 2 lately. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yeah, you can read both of them families better to sue you. Y'all don't never put me on the news when I get one of these right. No, don't need to, dog. Mm. Uh, see what else we got. There's a gruesome historic report that reveals how lawmakers considered 34 different ways to execute prisoners, including stabbing, drowning, and boiling them alive before settling on the electric chair. Mm-hmm. This is when they were making the decisions. Yep, of course. Ooh, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I believe In 1887. That. After a handful of mishaps. Not mishaps. Who who wants to be one of them mishaps? Don't worry, we'll shoot them to death. Pow! Oops! Pow! Hold still! Pow! My bad! Pow! Dead. Whoops! <laughs> Let's stab him. Wait a minute. It's gonna this this just take too much manpower. Stop moving. Mm, uh, stop groaning. They funneled their efforts into a report titled The Commission. The commission to investigate the report uh the most humane and practical method of carrying into effect a sentence of death in capital cases don't say that three times fast the document colloquially became known as the gary report or commission after one of its authors elbridge gary i think that's g-e-r-r-y maybe it's jerry um it listed 34 different methods of execution used around the world and compared them painstakingly um stabbing stoning drowning boiling dismembering and even shooting prisoners out of a cannon were all considered oh, like they're doing the goddamn cartoon but you gonna shoot them over a wall <laughs> shoot them into a wall probably if you're gonna kill them Woo! right who gotta clean that up 
it was written that jerry along with uh matthew hale and alfred southwick in response to a spate of disastrous hangings which prompted the public to deem an, an uncivilized way to execute pr- prisoners men had been uh accidentally decapitated or left a slow to slowly choke as a result of poor planning shoddy ropes and ill-calculated rope, rope length Woo! the reports uh authors turned to other nations for inspiration they compared how beheadings were carried out in japan england and france and even to look back to the middle ages for other ideas well somebody said was the guillotine considered uh i mean you want me to go through them all i will Otto the Fay Cannon. I don't know what that means. Mm-mm. But I guess that's shooting a nigga out of cannon. <laughs> that's my assumption. Acme style. Beheading. Flaying. That's when you take the skin off of them like the boat. Like Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, I don't even know what this. Oh, wait. Okay. Otto the Fay is his own thing. I don't know what that means. Hold on. Ooh. I got to Google that. Otto the Fay. It is Act of Faith. Um. What, what does that mean act of faith what the fuck um god damn it now i have to know how you <laughs> um is it too old for google what the fuck does the auto de faith definitely mean i don't know google i don't know i can't go back that far uh physical punishment such as whipping torture burning at the stake oh all right burning at the stake maybe oh, witch style uh blowing from a cannon boiling wheel wait no boiling boiling motherfucker to death that's humane burning burying alive breaking on the wheel crucifixion oh what wheel cheese wheel what happened here decim they would never do cheese like that karen ah don't, don't joke crucifixion decimation cutting in half dismemberment drowning wild beast oh so there's sick wolves on you wild beast beating with clubs flogging hanging impalement iron maiden Ooh poisoning flogging um it's like whipping to death i think okay uh impalement iron maiden poisoning poisoning rack shooting stabbing strangling stoning suffocation press pressing to death oh shit crushing guillotine strength oh, so pressing to death and crushing is two different categories i guess pressing to death is like maybe a panini i don't know <laughs> right maybe you just keep asking them questions like damn why are you so pressed i'm gonna kill myself right uh guillotine strangle with a cord harakari enforced suicide by sword throwing from a cliff running the gauntlet Ooh. and pounding in mortar uh those are the all ones this was considered? all of them were considered Woo. uh cutting the person in half and taking all their limbs apart one by one were also looked at but ruled out and uh looking at chapter somebody made a good point this is probably the shit today people better realize they used to do the slaves mm uh despite the setbacks hanging was still considered the most humane form of ending another person's life in 1890 the first electrocution took place william kimler a murderer who killed his girlfriend with an axe was the first death row prisoner to be subjected to it he was executed at auburn prison in new york southwick one of the reports authors who was a dentist uh suggested electrocution as a humane form of execution years earlier after watching a drunk accidentally kill himself when he touched an electric electricity generator in buffalo that was the thing like he watched that like this is all you know what <laughs> this might be a quicker death than all this other bullshit this other bullshit take too much manpower right, he watched that person die and he was like hmm hmm 
All that twisted it look like it motherfucker might hurt. Kind of smells like bacon. <laughs> no, it's not that it looked like it might hurt. He's the opposite. They were looking for humane ways to kill people that wouldn't oh. leave the people to be so like upset. What I'm thinking is maybe electricity was a fairly new thing yeah of the time yeah it was of, of the time yes so maybe they were thinking like since they don't understand it we'll just electrocute people and most people be like okay sounds must must be better than all the other shit right. that we do know about true but uh yeah they, they was like electrocute people to death um prison gas chambers were popular in the 1920s till they became outlawed in many states as inhumane uh the uh it is still used in four states if the prisoner chooses it over lethal injection if they were sentenced to lethal injection uh became primary method in that state death by firing squad is still illegal in utah is still legal in utah hangings can still take place in new hampshire and washington what motherfucker okay hanging oh and somebody um Mm -hmm. said but pressing was they said that's when they stack large rocks on your chest until your ribs break and you bleed to death and suffocate oh that mm. is pressed that was real, real pressed uh a man and a woman switch names in a viral workplace sexism experiment okay the email interactions between a female colleague and that company's clients made an honest woman out of a male philadelphia editor martin r schneider who currently works for a movie reviewing website front row central learned just how differently men and women are treated in the workplace after he mistakenly signed off several emails using his female co-worker's name the editor recounted his experience on twitter and has so far amassed thousands of likes and retweets in less than 24 hours schneider uh at the time working at a different company said his colleague nicole hallberg was facing criticism from their boss for taking longer than he did on tasks requiring uh client interaction schneider brushed it off assuming that his hallberg supervisor the difference in time was a result of his high experience level then one day he was interacting with a client who was proving to be especially difficult he is just being impossible rude dismissive ignoring my question schneider retweeted uh schneider tweeted telling me his methods were the industry standards they weren't and i couldn't understand the terms he used i could um schneider said he was confused until he realized he'd been signing his emails with hallberg's signature and needs a mistake to make because of that shared inbox he Mm. then decided to reintroduce himself immediate improvement positive reception thanking me for my suggestions responds promptly says great questions became a model client schneider wrote adding note my technique and advice never changed the only difference is i had a man's name now come on and come on and it's one of the things too where people federal people do pay that shit attention and a lot of times a lot of women end up losing their job sometimes over shit like this when no i'm confident sometimes even more confident than you it's just they see a woman and they just want to give her as a fucking hard time well you know it's um it's the same thing we talked about the other day where um women um always apologizing saying they're sorry and i you know even on on a human level obviously that's terrible but i was thinking like just in a workplace how much fucking efficiency does that take out of anyone's work her work the company's work right because you're just you're constantly dealing with an extra layer of shit that you could just communicate straightforwardly but you gotta massage somebody's ego you can't just come out and be like brad your report is wrong you gotta come out and ask a question like you don't know that this fucking report is wrong so it's like brad have you looked at this report you think maybe uh i don't know it might, I, I mean i don't know maybe it's wrong i don't know you can look at it but really 
if it was a if i was a if it was a man talking to brad he'd just be like hey your your numbers look wrong looks off you need to look at this again mm-hmm. and that'd be the end of it and, and, and it varies though yeah because i've seen um female managers do both and you know i've seen female managers this are uh, like the, i guess the fuck it gene on left they be like look this shit is wrong that they treat you just like a man right regardless because they're like i got to get shit done you're wasting my goddamn time correct your numbers they're not rude or nasty with it but they don't do all the apologizing, all the stroking of the egos and shit like that. And I've seen a lot of them have to deal with, with men that up, up underneath them because some men don't like women to be in, in authoritarian positions above right. them. And they book and question everything that they do. And sometimes, depending on, on what's happening, I've seen some female uh, supervisors actually have to flex their authority and be like, look, either you're going to do what I tell you to do. Oh, I will get rid of your ass. I'm not going to fight you. I have other shit to do with my time. Well, they would be scared of a man acting like that, but when a woman acts like that, she's a bitch. Right. And, and they you just de- they just live with that because they're like, look, I got shit to do. I don't care about hurting your poor fucking feelings. I'm not stroking your ego. Right. Um. So it's, you know, and, and, and for the record, it sounds like this is an accident. It doesn't sound like he went, hey, <laughs> guys, women are getting treated badly, and I wanted to find out. It sounds like it was at least initially by complete happenstance which is funny because since he didn't notice it he did notice the treatment being different right so even he had his moment of like what the fuck why is this dude taking me three four extra emails to do something that normally takes me one because they mistakenly think you're a woman via this email right so they question everything you do i've did that with deal with that before but they question everything you do. They act like you're incompetent. They act like you don't know your job. They ask you all these questions. Or they ask you the same questions several different ways. So I have to copy, cut, and paste and give you the same answer 14 times since we're right. going to play this game. Right. And the thing that was wild is the person, as soon as they saw he was a man, didn't have a problem with his emails. Mm-hmm. So the emails were fine the whole time. Right. But they were coming from a woman, so they were a problem. Then it's oh actually let me just switch i see that my tag was said you know shonda when it was really supposed to say andy oh well damn andy why didn't you say so buddy i get your point and you make some great suggestions and i love your questions like right what happened bro right now you won't suck his dick when before you ain't pay him you know when it was a woman it will you won't ignore him and 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 it's a lot of things too that's why when you talk about workplace and and dealing with certain things and how women are treated even at the same um position a lot of times uh people like i said he even dismissed it at first like yeah. like, like it, it, it took him being a new name but oh she telling the truth but it shouldn't take that it's wild that he figured out the email signature was fucked up and he took it a next level of oh well this is what's fucking up her work all the time because she got to deal with this shit right (coughs) i think most men would not have made the next step it would have been oh my signature was fucked up switch well i'm good now this is not indicate indicative of nothing i do my job great maybe they probably would have rationalized it out too well she just does a bad job and this client was questioning her because she's not as good as me because everybody thinks they're so fucking exceptional and different when they're on the side of the privilege right so it's like oh yeah 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 i'm special and great and women this woman she just it's just a coincidence that she was treated like shit um and i was treated like shit when they thought i was a woman Mm -hmm. just a coincidence so i mean it was interesting he yeah and and took the next step yes and i applaud him 
is sad, but I applaud him for taking the next step and going, oh, well, let's see what what, what happens if I continue this. Oh, yeah, I take very, I, I uh, expect very little of people. So, yeah, to, to me, I am surprised that he went and said, yes this is fucked up and they went the next step they went to their boss okay and so he told his boss what happened and his boss said the boss and his boss didn't believe him wow yeah he actually said there are a thousand reasons why clients could have reacted differently that way it could be the work performance you have no way of knowing so yeah there was some there was a boss uh over him there was a dude that went no 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 uh it's it's definitely not sexism uh he says but i will always wonder what did my boss have to gain by refusing to believe that sexism exists i never did figure it out instead i quit and started my own business writing blog posts and web copy as a freelancer um yeah well you know that's you know what people have to lose with that shit um a lot of times they feel like i'm losing space and i'm losing my exceptionalism because i fundamentally most people of privilege believe they are better than other people that don't have it so everything they get is from their hard work and nothing they get is from just being fortunate being born in a situation that helps them out being in living in an environment that helps them out none of that shit is possible everything is their own doing and their own work ethic and you took that away from him the second you said essentially a woman is having a harder time doing the same job as you and if i admit that then i'm basically admitting that i have it easy and i can't do that i have to say i have it hard yeah somebody didn't think about somebody in chat room was saying um that women use their first initials whenever they do business and things which i never really thought about but i mm-hmm. have seen that before where they have like the first letter dot and then last name yeah and that's before you even add in like shit like niggas trying to flirt with women right, right you uh, trying to get shut done they asking for titty pics and shit I, you're like i don't want to hear that yeah i used to i know i used to have customers that would treat me like shit sometimes uh but they would call to talk to like my co-workers that were women but that was because they were piece, they were trying to flirt with them and shit it wasn't about them respecting their business acumen or any of that shit it was like well is so-and-so there i'm like what why would you need to talk to her you're talking to me and we conducted the business part of this what and then you just hear him on the phone talking about all kinds of other shit that has nothing to do with work and you're like oh because this old man wants to talk to a woman because not out of respect but just out of straight up you know let me holler at this at this at this chick right so you got all kinds of lost productivity and shit because of that because they're not calling me to ask how i'm kicking it you know (laughs) crazy and and it's not worth it and i know uh for me i know i normally don't have that problem that's why for me for most people especially if you do something where you have to deal with with phone calls and emails i'd rather go through emails this way i have a paper trail we ain't got no problems we ain't got no issues i only talk if 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 i 100 percent have to talk to you Mm -hmm. well i just know it's interesting though because i mean i've seen that but once again loss of productivity i'm not thinking of right. it from a being nice a cordial point i'm just saying think about how hours at work time spent mm-hmm. as a woman i have to navigate the fact that i gotta be nice to these dudes i gotta navigate the fact that they're gonna question me when it does come to work i gotta navigate the fact that uh my boss doesn't want to admit that sexism exists like it's just a bunch of extra shit for me just because i'm a woman and i come in into work to do the same fucking job as you right you know but then the men even the men in your same position don't want to give up 
the idea of oh it's more difficult because you're going through more shit than i am because that would be somehow losing something right um, and that's why not all but that's why a lot of women just say fucking and strike out start their own business because like, i don't want to deal with it i mean if you can not like, everybody if, can if, do that a lot of women yeah, just got to give can. up and work in, in those environments you know not everybody got time to be a revolutionary and change the world and shit and that's true. some people just got to get a check and it's just like i got otis calls in every fucking friday and ask me how my weekend is going and what i'm doing and i gotta pretend to humor this motherfucker because right. otis is the biggest client or whatever the fuck you know right. like you don't want it's not every on you right. yeah everybody can't be a revolutionary i think in this day and age especially you know with twitter and all that shit a lot of people just feel like and that's you know and all these buzzfeed articles and then she started her own firm it's like yeah some people, people do right. most people that can't most right. people just got to deal with this bullshit every day and like i said how much productivity is just lost hours you know how many women get jobs and their their work is not getting measured in the same ways because they have more shit to deal with um why it pays off to be funny at work usually that's right there's more more um so apparently um if you're funny at work there's a recent research that shows humor is a powerful tool it can burnish our image and build a stronger more effective workplace teams communicate better and work better together when they tell jokes co-workers who make each other laugh are more likely to support each other and get better about solving problems in short more productive uh people communicate better when they joke we often assume we can't joke at work and work at the same time think of the classic image where employees are laughing and they quickly get serious when the boss walks in the room but humor can actually help people work better by making them speak to each other more effectively research led by nell lehman willenbrock at vu university amsterdam studied how patterns of humor in conversations such as a joke followed by another joke or a joke followed by laughter predicted other types of communication as well as team performance more broadly the researchers found that teams that tell more jokes and laugh together also made more supportive and constructive statements to each other things like that's a great idea we could solve this problem by doing x that in turn led them to perform better on number on a number of measures such as hitting goals and improving efficiency the researchers surmised that humor could improve team interaction by triggering positive forms of communication a little sarcasm also boosts creativity it's easy to equate sarcasm with being nasty or dismissive but research led by lee hong uh in uh, uh, at in seed uh found that a bit of snarkiness may have a surprising upside across four studies the team tested how making or receiving or recalling making or receiving a sarcastic comment boosted creativity in one test for instance participants were shown a cartoon with a speech bubble some were asked to respond after having imagined that that person in the cartoon had said the comment to them in a serious or sarcastic manner others weren't given information about the tone of the speaker but were asked to respond to the person in a serious or sarcastic manner the researchers found that participants who experienced sarcastic exchanges were more likely to find a solution to a task that required creative insight such as logic puzzles and rearranging shapes the researchers believe that sarcasm facilitates abstract thinking by making people leap from the literal meaning of sarcastic remarks to the intended meaning which in turn boosts creativity uh humor also makes our statements memorable uh obviously serious statements seem more business-like than jokes playing up something for laughs seems to take away from the importance of what we're saying but things like sound uh that sound professional don't always stick with people as long as jokes do 
a team led by peter mcgraw at the university of colorado boulder investigated the impact of humor on how people receive and respond to complaints in one study they had participants review facebook statuses updates uh that contain a serious complaint found hair in my pasta at dinner tonight won't be back to hashtag claire's or humorous didn't know gretzky's slap shot were landed at zoe's steak grill hockey pucks for dinner hashtag zoe's participants indicated that they were more likely to like a status update from humorous complainers than uh and were more likely to remember a humorous complaint however in another study professor mcgraw found that participants also took the complaints less seriously and felt less sympathy for the humorous complainer by talking about a negative event in a humorous way we make it more memorable but also suggest that it wasn't that distressing it isn't clear if serious complaints or humorous ones are more likely to be the resolved uh yep humor demonstrates confidence so confident people joke around you feel more comfortable in the workplace that's why you would attempt humor because uh going to the next step most of your jokes will bomb so not everything's gonna be funny but it's the willingness to try to be funny and to do it again humor is an attempt you know um now what i find interesting about this whole study to me i think about race and gender and stuff at work and how many people don't feel comfortable doing these things because they feel their job is a little bit more precarious and they feel that the eyes on them are a bit more you know watchful so you might not want to make a joke because you think you won't be taken seriously um you may feel comfortable making a joke because you feel like i'm already taken seriously around here so me walking in the door making a joke as the manager or whatever not as big a deal because what are you gonna do not take me seriously i'm great at my job blah 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 and not to mention the inherent confidence of like i'm a white dude or you know compared to i'm a indian woman or something um do we still have the same leeway to come in and be funny and still taken seriously at our jobs uh but i thought that was funny oh funny i thought that was interesting as a study and a lot of it in my opinion and what they're not taking consideration the culture of the workplace every working environment is not designed Mm -hmm. the culture of the working environment is not designed for the jokes there are a lot of companies that just terrible they strip the fun they strip the enjoyment out of just working like none of that's taken into consideration um you have a lot of jobs that are very stressful a lot of jobs with a lot of pressure a lot of jobs where they're anti-socialism anti a lot of shit but they want you to pretend like when we put you on teams y'all need to get together and pretend like you're a team rah 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 let's go to the computer people motherfuckers looking like but this is pretend y'all just doing this because the boss said y'all had to not because you really give a fuck um mm. And when you deal with environments like that, I do believe that working environments where you are allowed to do it, that it, I guarantee you it turns the entire atmosphere around. It does. I worked in some funny places and some serious places. And the funny places always, to me, we seem to get our work done more mm-hmm. and we seem to have a better time doing it. I look right. forward to getting up and going to work those days right. as opposed to the places where it was miserable all the time um i always felt productivity was low i think no matter how many studies they do uh the uh, american psyche is so steeped in this bullshit Mm -hmm. this 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 mystical like we must be serious at all times or we're not serious people and we shouldn't get serious paychecks i think the american psyche is so steeped in that that regardless of what the studies and the facts show it won't change for most jobs most jobs will be like 
if you're laughing you're not working you know right right i've seen people come by ask what you laughing about like like i've i've been in these environments where you know or either doug said a boss of supervisors could crack a joke and shit like that and certain people could crack a joke but you had to be the favorite or something like that you couldn't be just anybody cracking a joke and it was one of those people where i stopped making jokes at work uh, for the simple fact that nobody takes nobody, it got, it got to the point where when I would say shit, nobody would take me. I was like, oh, y'all not taking me seriously because I said I said a joke. Mm-hmm. So I nipped that in the bud. All the jokes stopped, mm-hmm. and you know, all of a sudden they're looking at me like, you not no, I'm not, I'm not funny today because motherfucker, you gonna take what I say fucking seriously? We're not here for the games. Yeah, okay. And it's sad that you have to be like that, mm-hmm. um, because I think that. Like you say, happy environments are healthier. It's less stressful on employees. Mm. Productivity get done. When when you have uh, overtime, you won't get the complaints. You have volunteers. Uh, a lot of times, you can even pay less. Let's keep this real. But if your working environment is an enjoyable environment, people won't mind going above and beyond but when you strip a lot of that, you you don't get the extra anything out of employees. And like you say, because the way the structure of American companies is, is designed, particularly corporate America, is designed, they're not designed for that, which, in my opinion, I think is sad. Yeah, I think so, too. And like I said, I, I've worked in the, not in funny environments, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked in funny environments, and it was better. But also, I think certain jobs come with a... Um, uh ease and relaxed atmosphere that makes working better i think you have to work at that shit in corporate america like you need bosses and a culture that de intensifies the stereotypes of how we are supposed to navigate those spaces and i just don't think we get that often most people just fall into line like it's fucking madmen or some shit and and everybody's supposed to be yelling at each other and super dramatic and and you know are working like a factory machine when it's just like people aren't machines man people need you know and and that's the thing with work there's like there's designated time for christmas party we're gonna get wacky everyone but it's like with that at when that goodwill doesn't carry over i don't participate in those things because it makes me feel like this is all bullshit and all a fraud because you're gonna pretend to like me pretend that it's cool pretend that we can be friends the second that we clock in again on monday it's back to bullshit so um you know i i i and i know a lot of black people do this uh but it made me shut down at work it made me not tell people about my personal life it made me not put pictures up of of my family and friends and shit i have zero at my job you know i don't come in and talk about my weekend i don't wear uh you know my funny if if it's if it's sports day i wouldn't wear my jersey or whatever um i would just wear it after they asked me 27 times and got kind of seemed like they was kind of gonna be a problem then i'd be like okay i wear a fucking jersey to to work you know but it, it just it felt more mandated you know like it felt weird it felt very much like put the peg in the hole you know uh if it was jeans day and i was like fuck it i'm gonna wear my khakis i don't want to put on jeans it was wow do you want to wear jeans today you want to wear jeans and after the 50th time of that you're like i guess i'll be wearing jeans from now on jesus um so yeah it just never felt free-flowing and, and happy in a lot of the jobs in uh, definitely the last job i had so i think i think it yeah, does just stop your creativity and productivity yeah and uh particularly with your last job 
I could, t- it was a, how can I say it? Because I'm your wife, you might not have said anything, but it was a personality shift. I could tell that you literally dreaded going there every day. Like, it, you could just feel it. Well, I was like, oh, he's not happy there at all. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't have any friends there, really. I barely talked to people when I did talk to people. They would always, I would either just keep my guard up or I would talk to somebody and they would be, like, surprised how funny and shit I was. Mm-hmm. But it was because I didn't talk to people and they didn't talk to me, really um because anytime i was encouraged to talk to people it would be you know roger not social enough and then as soon as i'm being social i was overly social like and it did and and i'm and i'm not some fucking psychopath it was really like it felt like gaslighting because it wasn't me going well you said i can be social i'm gonna take six hours a week and hang out with other people it became like okay i can be social well all right if if i break it's 15 minutes maybe i'll spend those 15 minutes talking to somebody uh at their cubicle and when the break is over i go back to my cubicle and but even shit like that they would be like well you're getting kind of talkative over there i noticed you've been hanging out at that cube i'm like well jesus like how much of my shit are you watching and why do you have a problem with this you told me to go but anytime i would be criticized like that even a little bit i would shut down and be like won't happen again don't worry about it and i'd just be like back to not talking to these motherfuckers it's really not a problem for me right because uh, it just felt like a place I didn't belong, you know? Right, and that's why, particularly, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for particularly for a lot of brown people at their jobs, if, if, if the structure of your job isn't friendly like that, uh, you will find a lot of black people that will actually just sit, work the 8, 10, 12 hours, and clock out and go home. They don't do lunch. They don't, like I said, they don't participate in functions. They only go to places that's mentor for them to be there. If it ain't mentor for them to be there or participate, you ain't getting jack shit out of them. Yeah, and there's some black people that excel in that shit too. You know, mm-hmm. like right. everybody knows that black person that leads the songs at the Christmas party and gets everybody to do the electric slide and you know, you, you, everybody knows that black person, but not everybody can be that that guy. Uh, that's true, and also it's one of those things too where, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. A lot of times, it's 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 one of those things too. Especially when people are like ask about your weekend and shit like that. And you, be, especially some people are like you don't really want to know how my weekend is. You just want to talk about how your weekend was. <laughs> mm. like, I'm good. Um, Swedish counselor proposes one hour paid sex breaks to improve workers' happiness. Ah! Now this is a plan I can get behind. A plan you can get behind and in front of and on top of and let it get on top of me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Swedes should be allowed to take an hour-long paid break to, for, from work to go home and have sex with their partners, according to a counselor. Per Eric Muskos, a 42-year-old city official for the northern town of Overtorney, uh, uh has uh, pr- presented the motion, which is aimed at improving people's personal relationships. He said, couples were not spending enough time with each other in today's society, so proposed workers were given time off during the day to get intimate with their lovers. He said there are studies that show sex is healthy it's about having better relationships although he made a point of saying there was no way to verify if workers would take the opportunity to hop back into bed the council believes employees need to be trusted with their free hour you can't guarantee that a worker doesn't go out for a walk instead he said but he saw no reason why the motion wouldn't pass after the Finns and the french swedish full-time employees worked the least in europe with only 1,685 hours on average in 2015, according to a study by Economic Research Institute, Co-Rex Code, 
um brits worked an average of 1900 hours and germans 1847 hours in 2015 Hmm. so sex breaks guys Mm. oh so they were saying out of everybody in the area they worked like the least amount of hours Mm -hmm. third least uh i think something like that um let's see what else happened um all right these are two tough stories but i want to tell them because i don't want to avoid talking about them okay but both of these stories involve sexual assault and i think it's uh kind of important to talk about it rather than to tonight okay uh first one a chicago teen was gang raped on facebook live what and none of the 40 people who watched it called the police what yeah uh black girl 15 years old um chicago police said the teenager was found on tuesday and they're now searching for five or six men or boys suspected of sexually assaulting her about 40 people viewed the attack on facebook while it was happening on sunday but none of them reported it to the police the girl's mother stacy elkins alerted the police to the incident on monday after showing them screen grabs taken from the video uh, she said her daughter went out to a store in Chicago's Lawndale neighborhood on Sunday afternoon but failed to return home. She later learned her daughter was a subject of a disgusting Facebook Live video after family members and friends contacted the mother. Um, who watched this and didn't call the cops? Right! You know, and I think part of that is a societal thing where it's the great shame of this girl, right? So we better call her family and let them know what's happening rather than oh this is a sexual assault obviously clearly we need to call the police these people need to go to jail um the mother of course alerted police and launched an appeal to find her daughter telling reporters she didn't know if the men had taken her hostage or she was scared or hiding um the footage showed the girl in various stages of undress with a group of males elkin said her daughter looked scared and the men and the boys were being abusive towards her i saw her face and the look on her face was pure fear and i just want my daughter home uh, the footage was removed from Facebook after police contacted the social media website. Detectives are now trying to track down the owner of the Facebook page and the others in the video. The girl is being interviewed by detectives who are treating the case of sexual assault. Her mother said she had gone missing once before, but they found her later in a nearby park. Um, yeah, and especially if there were um, men involved in this, like not boys and shit, um, it's a crime no matter what. So even if, you know, this argument is going to be, well, no, it's consensual she wanted to have sex with four boys or whatever if anybody's over 18 or whatever the fucking age of consent then those motherfuckers still need to go to jail so i just think it was very telling um and also talks about how we just don't care about women in our society for the most part and we don't care about rape don't particularly about black women we give a a shit about black women we don't we don't care about black the fact that 40 people saw it took screenshots passed it around and then contacted her mother and not once did somebody go probably should get the police involved um that's very telling that says a lot because it's not even that hard to do on facebook you know what i mean you know the people on facebook it's literally i'm watching this video please this is the link i don't know these people but clearly this woman needs help that does not seem like a very hard situation to, to handle right i hear here's the name of what's showing the video and it's facebook live so it's happening then so it's not even like oh i this happened days ago i had no idea like yeah no excuse um teenager murdered by her ex-boyfriend at the police find her for wasting her time over wasting their time over her fears about him now this isn't i don't think this is a sexual assault one but this is also fucked up um so a teenager who was found dead with her throat slit oh 
after reporting her ex-boyfriend to police was issued with a fine for wasting police time uh a murder trial is heard the body of shanna grice 19 was discovered in her bedroom following an attack last august an attempt had been made to start a fire in two separate areas of her flat her former boyfriend michael lane 27 is standing trial for her murder which he denies jurors were told that lane became obsessed with the teenager and she got back after she got back together with her previous partner ashley cook she told police lane was stalking her in february 2016 after the alleged after he allegedly hid outside her house left unwanted flowers and a note that read shauna will always cheat on you on mr cook's car uh one month later miss grice reported that lane had assaulted her but he denied the allegation providing text that suggested she wanted to be in a relationship with him the court heard that miss grice was then charged with having court uh caused wasteful employment of police by making a false report because she failed to disclose that lane was her on again off again boyfriend and was issued with a fixed penalty notice so she's like i was getting threatened clearly this is the evidence they threatened me and they're like well looking at these text messages y'all used to be boyfriend and girlfriend so you wasted our time clearly there's no case here and we're sending you a fine in july last year the court heard that lane stole mrs grice keys and broke into her home to watch her sleep he was cautioned for this offense and told to stay away from her but mrs grice complaints uh that he was following her and making heavy breathing call heavy breathing calls were uh apparently labeled as low risk by police motherfucker stop snuck into my house watch me sleep and left calls and followed me around low threat though what you gotta do to be a high threat kill me and then it's too late that's that's it like the jury it's was not a threat to you after you did the jury was played a recording of a phone conversation between miss grice and lane where she confronted him about his weird behavior and he was her saying i'm just not right in the head she suggested he might need to get psychological help to which he replied obviously something's not right but i don't know what it is i need to find out or be locked up or something the court also heard lane put a tracking device on her car and told a friend that she has to pay for what she's done after hearing she reconciled with mr cook he then sent her a letter demanding money for dinners and perfume he had bought her yeah that's i own you right you like now you we're not together anymore so i i would like the price of the money i put into you it's just another way to control somebody too uh given evidence of his defense uh tire fitter lane said his actions were motivated by a desire to know why she had abruptly ended their relationship he told the court he had sex with miss grice two nights before her death and claimed he was shocked when he discovered her body after her front door was left open Mm-mm. he said i saw her slumped against the bed she wasn't moving i saw blood on the bed blood on the floor he was in her she was in her dressing gown i thought she was dead i didn't know what to do lane told the police he panicked and fled the scene without calling the police uh checking miss bryce's vital signs or telling her family about the discovery he admitted uh he did he hit his trainers which had blood on them after he heard the police sirens if this motherfucker gets off he's oj uh and that he lied to police in interviews judge mr justice green told the jury it was accepted by the defense that miss grice was murdered but lane denies it was by his hand the police handle handling of mr grice complaint has been referred to watchdog independent police complaints commission and the inquiry is ongoing lane denies murder and the trial continues yeah man just go to the police Mm -hmm. right 
people like like going to the police to solve the problems, and they only tell women that for them to shut the fuck up. When honestly, they die. the same people that tell you to go to the police to be the same person that somebody broke in their house go, well, I don't want to call the police because I might be quote unquote the suspect. Right. So you know. Yeah, man, that that fucked up. Yeah, and what's really fucked up is that goddamn I wouldn't pay shit. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I sued the goddamn police for charging me. You finding me? Well, she dead though. So how she fam- gonna sue him? The family would. You you charged her. Why are you charging her? Cause they yeah, basically they essentially wanted to dismiss it until it's like call us back when he kills you. Essentially is what they're saying, and, and you wasted our time since you're still alive. Uh, all right. Uh, there was a tweet sent to this dude, and it caused him to have a seizure uh because they knew he was an epileptic so they sent him a uh twitter uh a tweet that had an animated image that would give possibly an epileptic person a, a seizure uh you deserve a seizure for your post appeared in capital letters alongside the blind and strobe light uh he immediately suffered a seizure uh so oh, on friday charge them for that on friday the fbi said it has arrested john rain ravello 29 at his home in salisbury maryland accused him of sending the electronic file the agency charged mr ravello with a criminal criminal cyber stalking with the intent to kill or cause bodily harm mm-hmm. the charge could carry a prison sentence of up to 10 years yeah, playing you. too much on the internet thinking think it's all a game everything everything is not a game playing with people's lives yeah people that died you've been charged with murder dog the unusual case has shown how online tools can be deployed as weapons capable of physical harm the fbi and the dallas police led to led the investigation of mr ravello and the police said he sent the strobe light knowing that it was likely to lead to mr eichenwald who has publicly discussed his epilepsy into a seizure uh steve lieberman mr eichenwald's lawyer has argued that the use of the strobe light in a gift or a moving graphic was akin to sending an explosive or poison in the mail um so yep mm-hmm. Told you, i hope you go to jail mm-hmm. other twitter messages from mr ravello included one that said i know he has epilepsy epilepsy mm-hmm. right yeah so you basically saying it yeah i'm fuck with you he sent one that said uh, they found direct messages to other twitter users though he said i hope this sends him into a seizure so i mean it's an open and shut case essentially so but good yeah I'll, they should take all threats on Twitter seriously like that. Um, my fuckers are getting a little too wild. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Is there anything fucking with black people that I need to talk about today? Um, no. All this shit can wait. Uh, let's do some white people news. Okay. This has been a tough tough news outing for us over here guys this is um let me see if i can find some good white people news music should have queued this up beforehand but whatever <laughs> at this point isn't it part of the fun guys i know right that uh that the I anticipation do mm-hmm um let me see i think i got a song that i want to play um all right here we go Watch 
Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York Vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and find Little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. Come through. Uh, but first, we gotta talk about that show, man. Uh, there's another <laughs> band. Apparently, um, you know bands will make a dance because trump has decided to ban electronics on carry-on flights from certain middle east and north african countries after al-qaeda and the arab peninsula threat yep so that's the thing mm-hmm. oh well, it was time to go to the next session give me a second guys coming right back i wanna be a part of it new york new york Start spreading them legs. Somebody say, honey, you're supposed to your grandma. Hey, hey, are you pressed? Are you mad? Are you upset? Are you sad? Can the bitch let me give you a hug? Cause you act like nobody showing love. Get out your feelings, ho. Get out your feelings, ho. You stay complaining, you stay crying, you stay wilding, ho. What you need? A, a pat, pat on, on the, the back, back, bitch. Or do you need? So can't be out the pat, bitch. Cause always in your back, feelings. And that shit be straight up killing me. Mm-hmm. But what you gonna do about this right here? What you gonna do about the, what you gonna do about the Bible, homeboy? What you gonna, are you gonna call this, this a, bigot? a bigot? Are you gonna call, call this, this dangerous? dangerous? Well, if you do call this and me dangerous, yes sir we are are dangerous dangerous. uh all right uh american spring breakers chant build the wall on cancun cruise in front of horrified mexican honeymooners but uh the youth is i hope guys you know the youth is gonna save us Mm -hmm. and they'd have been wrong to deport your ass back to america because you in their country right Mm -hmm. yeah you 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 in their country Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for your spring break right but you want to act a fool mm-hmm. yep maybe that i don't let up at all you got to get the fuck up out of here yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be talking about people can't get to america gonna be americans start traveling they're gonna like take your ass back to america the yucatan times and local newspaper said it was one of several similar incidents in cancun in recent months but you know the young babies are savers guys the college kids you know the people that supported bernie the college kids they got our back uh there is a counterintelligence investigation into links between trump's campaign operatives and the russians says uh comey but it is uh but it's open and ongoing so fbi chief can't say who is the target 
so yep this nigga connected to russia y'all i mean we knew people, it but i'm people, just saying people have been saying that but what about the emails and i think mm-hmm. in one of the readings they were saying that they actually uh the russians actually hacked uh republicans and democrat shit so they hacked a lot of people's shit especially the big hack that they did with yahoo they said they hacked a lot of people's shit but they but out of everybody they leaked Hillary clicks Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about her emails what about the emails though karen i noticed you said all that and it doesn't sound like you said anything about emails and i gotta wonder uh how long have you been on uh her payroll because clearly you mm-hmm. i'm on her payroll you know the rate deposit every other week mm-hmm. uh this is gonna all right let's get to this white people news okay uh this is gonna shock some people here Uh i hope y'all sitting down but uh apparently tommy tommy lauren or as i like to call it tammy lawrence Mm -hmm, that girl that went on the daily show yeah that Uh girl she's been suspended from her job for a week at the blaze because she came out as pro-choice She went on the view and fell into Aunt Whoopi's trap. Let them women talk her right into coming out as pro-choice. And uh apparently, who knew, Karen? People are not a fan of her being pro-choice. No shit. Mm-hmm. No. Um, now it's kind of um ironic that uh if you listen to um if you listen to what conservatives say it seems like the liberals are the people that can't um take a little bit of christmas karen you know can't handle different opinions karen you know we can't handle when uh somebody says something that we disagree with so we had to get them out the air and it's unfair to take their jobs from them but the last two jobs that i've seen white people have problems with has been tommy lauren and milo yogatopoulos and both of them conservatives came for them yeah they did in droves mm-hmm. it's like they really be sitting around like what's the matter snowflakes you liberal cucks can't handle an opinion you disagree with the pc mafia can't take a woman like tammy lauren having her own mind and not listening to the feminist agenda usjw is always so triggered by the tiniest thing and tommy lauren's like well you know actually i'm pro choice i mean i'm pro second amendment too stay out of my gun stay out of my body get this bitch off the air not my america 
hell no fire her fire her i guarantee they demanded she be fired they got fifty-seven thousand requests for her to be fired from the blaze and they decided to lay her off now i don't think that um this is the end of tammy at all at any point you know i totally expect her to be back on oh, somebody's shit. air possibly doing this just to get out of contract like glenn beck did when he was on mainstream news and started saying crazy shit today it was like you're fired and he was like cool i can go work for myself and, made, and monetize and it made 18 more times what i made here yep they pulled it for a week so far so i guess her contract's not over she will be back um who knows what the fuck she's gonna stumble through on the teleprompter next week when she comes back uh and uh the next phase of course will be white women that claim to be liberals protecting her that is the next phase right yeah i've i've seen it i've seen yeah. how people talking about how she bre- get out of here. i finally respect you um she's just so like, glad was, that you came out and that she's so brave what was that ignoring all her racism calling black lives matter the kkk talking about bombing the middle east mm-hmm uh you know calling people calling uh black lives matter a terrorist group so hey guys she's pro-choice now let's all lay off we all had to start somewhere we all had to develop and you know what she's a she's a kind of a feminist too and we need to put our arms around this young lady and just just don't mind the racism just don't pay attention yeah that's what's gonna happen um, I will not. Then they wonder why black people look at white women like, bitch, if you don't got out of that bullshit, mm-hmm. you remember what, just because you got selective memory don't mean I got selective memory. Listen, the second any, a quote, traditionally attractive white woman goes from like Darth Sidious level evil to just Darth Vader level evil, oh, there are a bunch of white women on the sideline. And white conservatives, they can't wait to just line up. Yeah, she got a whole market. Like, like she can tell them to kiss her ass and break off and make more money than she making right now. Mm-hmm. Take my money. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna excuse everything if, fucked up she said and if, done. If she's smart, that's what what they what's that woman up? Megan Kelly. Somebody said her name. You Megan Kelly. That's what she's doing. Uh. Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney finally walked down the aisle on Monday's episode of Vanderpump Rules, Karen. The couple's $50,000 wedding in the woods in Northern California finally came together when Lisa Vanderpump officiated and tears of emotion flowing from all the members of the Bravo reality show. $50,000 in the woods? Yeah, Karen. $50,000 to be out there with dirt and bugs? Yes. Mm Mm-mm. Yes. That is and the, the thing and that happened. And the Vanderbilt pumps. <laughs> sound like shoes. We talked about this yesterday. Not Vanderbilt pumps. It's just Vanderpump. Oh. Sound like putting this on the end. Might as well be pumps. Mm. Okay. Pop some expensive ass pumps. Mm. Okay. All right. Sound like you're kind of hating over there. You, for the fact that you... No. No. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well the show kicked off with tom and katie ironing out the remaining small details ahead of the wedding ceremony i actually feel calm katie told the cameras after a hectic build up to the nuptials she then admitted she had eaten edible marijuana to help her deal with the stress and to relax not everyone was chilled as Jax taylor felt stressed as tom sandoval's plan to fly out schwartz triplet brothers for the wedding uh but the plan did not go smoothly as the brothers missed their flight oh 
i cannot think of anything that could suck more they had one job all they had to do was show up on time they couldn't do that complain jacks to the camera mike shay was also moody and sheena told the cameras that his behavior lately has just been off later when lisa vanderpump took her to one side to ask how she was doing sheena put on a brave face oh this is sheena yee what happened to you yeah too much face surgery what is going on with this we don't see what you see oh y'all want to see it all right be warned i didn't tell Ah, y'all look at this woman it's like the alien or something i don't know maybe she just got a weirdly angled head anyway what she got on her hand them claws what's happening here i don't know unless she got claws it it looks like claws i'm not trying to be funny out of hands but look like they just got claws uh anyway man them niggas got married good for y'all white peoples okay mm-hmm. it's good to see that uh you know what else is good to see guys what brad pitt is hiding out in the art studio listening to break up ballots while angelina jolie travels the world with her kids i wonder what he's listening to mm-hmm. the Madel. i think he's uh listening to bruno mars grenade yes good, bruno mars good breakup song brad pitt has been locking himself away in los angeles art studio over a long and lonely nights to channel his heartbreak over his divorce from angelina jolie oh that john mayer did come out the 53 year old actor he caught it all on his feelings poke thing he over there like uh nicky reggie remembering the shampoo in the shower the 53 year old actor has been creating a sculpture under the direction of his friend british artist thomas Housico uh dailymail.com can exclusively reveal that he has been spending up to 15 hours a day in the studio working until the early hours of the morning listening to playlists of sad songs Woo! one last cry uh angelina <laughs> 41 recently found a return to los angeles to take her six children zahara shiloh vivian knox maddox and pax to europe where she spoke to london on behalf of the greater efforts to document and prosecute crimes of rape and sexual violence and war she also spoke in strong defense of the u.n during the ceremony in geneva honoring sergio Vieira de Milo, the u.n envoy to iraq who died in 20 in the 2003 bombing attack in baghdad the oscar-winning actress also recently took her children to cambodia for the premiere of her new movie first they killed my father about the brutal Khmer rogue regime in cambodia brad meanwhile has been typically driving himself or riding one of his motorbikes over to the los angeles studio owned by thomas late in the morning to start work on his project mm-hmm. i think he really hurt and really loved i think he really loved her and those kids mm-hmm uh as our exclusive picture show short cropped brad has has been wearing hipster skinny jeans and plaid shirts favored by many young artists on his visit to frogtown area studio brad is joined by thomas and his team of assistants but once darkness falls everyone else leaves and he stays behind making the art space his own a source says he'll he spends all night working on his art and listening to emotional songs everybody knows it's related to what's going on with him personally but nobody says anything he's a quiet guy and very humble he's learning at a fast pace art is a way for him to concentrate on one thing taking his mind off of everything else he'd rather do that than be constructed than go out partying uh the stars art soundtrack includes song by indie singer bon ivor breakup track just to satisfy you by waylon jennings lyrics to the latter song include how many hearts must break how many will it take to satisfy you just to satisfy you another love another fool to play your game mm. although he has 
cut out most of his bad habits brad is still big on vaping and when he when his car pulls into the studio it is frequently spotted with plumes of smoke escaping from the windows before starting his sculpture brad made a rare appearance at a public talk between thomas and her their mutual friend flea bass player for the red hot chili peppers in downtown los angeles the event was particularly resonant for brad as thomas who lives in the same exclusive compound spoke in depth about his own personal struggles he told brad that in the rest of the audience you need that darkness and doubt as a motivator recently i've come to really like that broken guy and take care of him the pair have been friends for some time and thomas has been there for brad after also going through a divorce himself i feel like thomas is the one who told 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 all this business thomas went on to explain the infinite magic of art adding when you have that trauma and have that anxiety you have that push it gets you off the planet off planet earth and through the atmosphere really fast according to an onlooker brad attended the event with a group of buddies and looked deep in thought he later appeared somber with his head down glued to his cell phone weeks later he started his project with thomas so there you guys go brad out here getting his art in his breakup art maybe what if brad pitt goes on to be a famous artist and we'll be like this is during his breakup period come on it's already gonna be flames mm-hmm. also in white people news smile adorable three-year-old video playing around with three pythons and loving every minute of it what right kids do the darndest things karen oh kids and snakes is anything better than no. a toddler no Snake, no 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 not no 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 hell no 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 i refuse no 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 I'm, I'm not here for this at all adorable footage has emerged of a toddler playing with her new favorite pets three pythons three the three-year-old named jenny dressed in a fat mini mouse dress of course a mouse <laughs> how many snakes are on you yeah. How many? What are you doing? Why are you always touching the snake's butt? <laughs> Look at me. There you guys go. So it looks like when uh snakes are uh, I guess getting ready for appetizers, I don't know. What? Mm-hmm. Dinner time? Her proud father, Jenny in Greenberg, New York, films her as he as she does so. He posted online, This brave little girl Jenny is holding three ball pythons and has no fear at all. I started collecting ball pythons to breed so I could have a self sustaining hobby that I could make a profit from. He added that these three snakes were harmless. Ball pythons are some of the most popular snake pet snakes in the world. They are generally friendly and come in remarkable array of colors and patterns the snakes are native to central and west africa and some parts of the continent they are revered ball pythons have a life expectancy of more than 30 years if threatened or stressed they have a tendency to roll into a ball so don't worry guys she was safe the whole time white people news mm-hmm. exclusive real housewives of miami star damn how many franchises are there it's a lot the real housewives uh, shit who knows yeah potomac they, la atlanta they everywhere orange county i don't know i'm making these up some of these are probably real 
orange county is real okay orlando they just got franchises yeah they're, yeah they're doing the same thing mona doing they just keep finding places to pop up well apparently real housewife star alexa ishivaria uh accuses her stepsons of trying to seize her three million dollar miami beach home in maserati after her husband's sudden death mm. the tea is piping mm-hmm uh last september herman echevaria 61 was found dead in a miami hotel his business partner believed he passed away in his sleep from a heart attack while detectives say he, he died of natural causes alexia later released a statement saying the echevaria family is heartbroken over the sudden passing of our patriarch herman echevaria this morning well he was a family man a hard-working businessman dedicated to helping others and a pillar to his community that was loved by everyone whose lives he touched since his death the relationship between alexia and her late husband's sons nelson and herman appear to have been rocky though alexia maintains that she has always loved the two boys if they were her own she says they have been actively trying to take immediate possession of her three million dollar miami home seize the contents of their property and even threaten to sue if she didn't hand over the keys to the maserati Hmm. Mm-hmm. nelson and herman are both heirs to the herman's estate, herman's estate and co-personal representatives of his probate estate but court documents state that they are ignoring their father's clearly expressed wishes and contractual obligations to his own wife alexia and herman began dating in 2001 but got engaged by 2003 and married in 2004 prior to their marriage they signed an antinuptial agreement or prenup per their uh deal herman gave instructions that upon his death the deed to the miami beach home would be transferred solely to alexia in 2003 herman had asked her to find a house for them to live in which he then purchased under his name alone he relied on alexia to plan to coordinate the extensive renovations done to the property now alexia has asked for a temporary injunction against her stepsons which will preserve the status quo pending a final hearing on the marriage and allow her to continue living in the house the couple announced their separation in 2015 after 15 years of marriage but alexia says they still predominantly resided in my in the miami property and never divorced so they meant to get separated possibly divorced and it never happened it never happened mm-hmm. so his sons is like nigga y'all, y'all wasn't together give us our give us our uh house back not by what the law said the law said she got the right to it mm-hmm uh so yep they trying to come for that house y'all yeah mm, the drama gets real right laws don't matter until you're trying to flex them in your direction she about to be a real apartment wife according to them but according to her she's gonna look we ain't never get divorced so this is mine uh steven belafonte heads to a restaurant he owns with mel b as he's seen for the first time since the singer filed for divorce to end a rocky 10-year marriage mm. mm-hmm Mel B's estranged husband, Stephen Belafonte, has been uh, spotted for the first time since the former Spice Girl for, uh, filed for divorce. The producer, 41, was spotted handed to, headed to Serafina Sunset. The family restaurant is a, a partner in with, he's a, oh, he is a partner in with his wife in Los Angeles last year. He was joined by a male pal as he appeared to carry a takeaway eatery this week. So it's good. He finally got out the house since the marriage mel moved to end their marriage after a tumultuous 10 years the 41 year old who wed belafonte in last in las vegas in 2007 cited irreconcilable differences 
in legal papers male listed joint custody in the filing opting to share responsibility of the couple's five-year-old daughter madison male has two other children from previous relationships the star who was also a judge on the x factor uk is being repped by top family law attorney susan weisner in the divorce weisner's previous clients include bon jovi guitarist richie sambora and his divorce from actress heather locklear musician ben harper and his divorce from jurassic park actress laura dern laura Embry and her divorce from glee star jane lynch and actor john crier and his divorce with his ex-wife british star sarah trigger damn they got a lot that's a big resume man a real long one divorce of the stars i am the divorce lawyer to the stars no further reason has been given for the split just six weeks weeks ago mel posted a gushing instagram showing her kissing her husband's cheek and paid tribute to the strength of their union well it was all good about six weeks ago yeah it was she wrote my baby boo at steven thinks 11 we have been through everything we that will possibly tear couples apart and we have come out on the other side stronger you loved me before i even knew how to really love myself you are my world honey well let me tell you something you were wrong that did not take long for that to all come back around six weeks later we have gone through everything that a person could possibly oh damn my bad Ah! i actually am this i did not go through everything apparently there were some things we hadn't gone through and uh we finally got there so mm -mm -mm. i wonder what he did i think he was cheating she just came home and started packing her shit something happened uh the marriage was less than smooth for them a couple seemed blissfully happy when they renewed their wedding vows with a lavish ceremony in front of family uh their families in november 2008 in egypt but in 2014 belafonte's cracks began to emerge when the couple was hit with rumors of violent rows with belafonte accused of physically abusing mel after she appeared on the x factor uk with bruises scratches on her face and arms what uh you heard that right karen woman beater he beats up women and goes to jail mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's horrible and it was reported at the time that mel had left belafonte before she was rushed to the hospital with stomach pains which caused her to miss the first live show uh the x-factor judge returned to the last show december 14 2014 with a bruised and scratched appearance sparking worry among fans damn that's crazy man people be with like people be so like i need to get with the baddest woman and then it's just some nigga out there treating us like absolute shit but belavante vehemently denied all domestic abuse and the couple appeared to patch things up throughout their marriage males had to defend her husband she jumped to his defense when it emerged that he had battered his common-law wife nicole during a drunken row at their home in 2003 so this nigga really just be beating these women the film producer attacked the mother of his daughter giselle now 13 and what was described as a malicious and unlawful drunken frenzy and she defended him wow mm-hmm. that's what happened a lot of times in abusive relationships yeah but i'm saying the new woman defended him from beating the old woman that's so wild you know right. who knows if he had even put his hands on her at that time right he did not contest the charge with the judge uh said that was the same as a guilty plea and said this happened crazily one drunk retarded night he was also accused of analyzing Nicole's phone by spitting into it, but this was dropped. Later, he said he did not realize wow. that he had admitted battering his ex-partner, saying that the admission came at a moment when he was confused and stressed, but the plea was rejected. 
yeah that's the other thing motherfuckers will do is oh i'm so sorry i feel so bad all right so you plead guilty no 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 no, no, no. it's crazy no i ain't that sorry i mean take i take it back while partying with mel in 2010 he was involved in a fight with three men at a hotel one man was left in the hospital treatment following the incident but mel stood by her burly husband claiming he was only acting in her defense 2007 belafonte admitted killing a mallard with a brick outside the house uh mallard is a duck um in the state of new jersey but fled to los angeles without paying a 300 euro or pound fine i don't know backwards e looking thing uh later he told the okay magazine oh yes apparently i killed a duck but i haven't sure i got in the fights and i did get drunk but i learned from it and i don't do it now 2014 his brother jeremiah stansbury blasted the producer as violent and ruthless and urged mel to leave him and he claimed the couple had no prenuptial agreement and obsessed with porn and sex alleging that belafonte showed off their huge reign of sex toys okay wow yeah took him on the sex toy tour Belafonte denied his brother's claim to the Sun newspaper. It's been a rough few weeks for Mel, who lost her father, Martin Brown, to cancer earlier in March. She posted a poignant picture of flowers and cards and candles on her Instagram account alongside a heartfelt caption. Thank you for everyone's kind gestures and support. It really does mean a lot. She wrote, if anyone wants to donate to St. Gemma's Hospice in Leeds, please feel free to do so. They took such great care of my dad in his last few days on this earth. But I know he's in a better place now, and I'm thankful phoenix and i got to hug him tell him how much we love him hashtag rest in peace daddy mm-hmm yep this is a second divorce having split from dutch dancer jimmy Golzar in 2000 so mm-mm-mm. sound like trouble in paradise there but at least they're getting divorced maybe hopefully this doesn't drive them to be more abusive right um what is this doing in there? This shouldn't even be in this category. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we want to talk about. Let's get to, uh, some guest erase and we'll get out of here, guys. Um, let me take this off the screen so y'all can't see it. Yeah. Cause I don't want nobody cheating. Okay. Nobody cheating. Gonna play this game the, the good old fashioned fair way. And you guys aren't gonna try to cheat in the background. Okay. I know what y'all like to do now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room and karen to guess the race and of course they are racist all right let's get right into it a mayor of an oregon town 71 years old arranged to meet a 14 year old girl for sex after telling her he has the in, in energy of a 12 year old Mm-hmm. safe sex baby the seven doctor should have been rapping in his ass yeah that should be the extra verse don't go out here having sex with babies <laughs> you can go to jail are oh, you crazy uh the 71 year old mayor of a southern oregon town was arrested on oh, the sunday mayor? the mayor karen ah mm-hmm the motherfucking mayor he was arrested allegedly using face uh allegedly using facebook to set up a meeting to have sex with a 14 year old girl who turned out to be a cop court documents reveal 
kenneth lewis barrett 71 spent two weeks exchanging facebook messages with someone he thought was a 14 year old girl but he was actually talking to a decoy account police used to trap adults trying to solicit minors barrett who began his two-year term as mayor in winston oregon this past january was arrested when he pulled up a location in myrtle creek oregon where he and the girl he uh was supposed was supposed to meet up when cops arrested him they found a nine millimeter handgun in his truck what was he gonna do with that come on he now faces charges of second degree online sexual corruption and unlawful possession of a firearm after apparently admitting to police he did not have a concealed weapon permit for the gun the probable cause affidavit used by police which led to bear's arrest revealed many details of his alleged interaction with the girl according to a sworn statement barrett and the girl a myrtle creek police officer in real life started communicating via facebook on march 5th when he posted a comment on a photo on the police decoy account he allegedly said she was hot when the girl revealed <laughs> that she was only 14 he then supposedly sent messages encouraging her to <laughs> stay like in trying not to cuss the girl i'm just saying it wasn't a real girl it's in quotes encouraging her to stay in school and work hard and to avoid men with sexual motivation oh they love that don't they they love them pedophiles oh i've watched i've watched enough uh catch a predator to know they love that show i'm just trying to help you be careful and stay away from these pervy old men mm-hmm. do you like wine Why coolers by chance yeah you I, want some skittles i would eat your pussy 75 different ways no i didn't say that i didn't say that well it's uh, according to this aren't you big dick 75 right right (laughs) aren't you i like them young yeah 42 aren't you 15 to get your 20 johnson because uh according to your website it says that aren't you i like them underage right uh according to grass is on the field time to play ball (laughs) uh according to this account in that chat room uh, aren't you out like them better legal right we met you in the uh aol almost legal chat room talking about <laughs> my little pony um aren't you i like the hair to be fresh right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but yeah apparently a dad to begin a communication with the girl bear apparently told her that he she made him feel like a teen again and made her promise to keep their exchanges a secret he also claimed to have photos that she should he shouldn't have because he is a mayor but that is my business he wrote so who knows how many little girl's photos he's privy to because he's a mayor and he may have access to like police things or something like that during other message exchanges the affidavit claimed barrett repeatedly mentioned but being the mayor of winston and described himself as being 71 with the mind of a 17 year old the energy of a 12 year old first of all you a goddamn lie let's start there second of all you have to be ashamed of yourself sir like go, go put your 12 years uh of, of energy on some old lady okay come on they out there willing and ready just you got that medication they done stressed and did that yoga for the day they ready for you dog they riding around in red jeeps four deep come on and you in here talking to little fake girls during the other message explain uh exchanges he repeatedly mentioned being the mayor uh okay the document also alleged that the mayor said he loved the girl thought it was fun to have a 14 year old girl as a friend was excited that he was messaging a virgin requested that she write sexually explicit poetry for him claimed he was do- getting to get going to get a divorce repeatedly talking about sex and asked if the girl the girl wanted him to be a bad boy or a granddad at one point the affidavit said bear also brainstormed ways that grandkids, probably. 
probably does barrett also brainstorming ways that he and the girl could meet up including in a park or on mars where they could populate the planet together oh on march 18th according to the affidavit barrett said that he had been exposed to agent orange during the vietnam war and was incapable of getting her pregnant oh, he's talking about Trump? no he's talking about agent orange which is an actual chemical they used in the vietnam <laughs> war uh, but more importantly this seems to be his excuse for i don't want to use a condom when we have sex uh after two weeks on facebook messaging bear said to the decoy girl finally uh to arrange a meeting on sunday in myrtle creek where the girl's mother was out at work um according to the affidavit barrett again wrote about having sex with the girl and asked her to please keep me out of jail not gonna be able to promise you that buddy on sunday about 8 40 p.m according to police logs when barrett arrived at the designated location he sent the decoy girl a message saying the bad boy is here at which point cops pulled up in the squad car flashing emergency lights oh i know he wanted to pull that nine millimeter out and shoot himself right in the head i know what he did on the spot he allegedly told cops he was there merely merely to meet a lady and buy her pizza later he apparently told him lady huh yeah a lady some random lady you didn't even what's the name i guess he's saying technically a 14 year old girl is a lady to him lady later he uh apparently told an officer that he thought the girl looked like she was 20 and he only intended to get pizza with her and wanted to act as a father figure to her they Mm -hmm. love that too first of all grandfather figure you old fuck (laughs) second of all 71 years old yeah second of all grass balls ain't nobody driving that far for some damn pizza with with some get the hell out of here i'm not driving for no cheese or pepperoni pizza he was one of four men picked up in the online steam oh (laughs) they was just packing them in got another one uh it kicked off in february city officials have not yet revealed what will happen to bear who technically continues to hold the title of mayor in the 5400 uh person town according to the city manager mark bauer uh guess, ass? not yet i mean i guess he just got caught you know oh, okay. how do you immediately impeach i don't know how the rules go uh anyway karen guess the race of mr uh what's his first name mr kenneth barrett to catch a predator white karen's going to catch a predator white everybody let's see what the chat room believes his race is um let me scroll down uh he was not one of the three black people in oregon white jared from subway white portland ponytail blazer the bitch set me up white great grandfather you old nasty bitch super patriarch fat white mayor of quahog white ain't no black people in oregon this is some white tinge boldness uh is that what george michael meant when he sang about father figures ha! so so white he comes mayo mayor of townsville powder puff white um white people age like cheese so he probably did look 20 white oh she probably did look 20 white uh i think layla's guessing the the race of the the, the decoy <laughs> 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 caudacity cuck chuck white um uh, uh apparently he had the brains of a 12 year old too white uh white nasty balls white oh. one who lets pythons babysit his grandkids oh. uh storm snowstorm white and i also meant white well i think everyone guessed white and everyone's correct 
granddad yep is this picture showing up yet come on now pay attention we got a show going on here yep uh yeah you know what i guess he was the mayor so he wanted to take her to the polls what's wrong karen you didn't like my mayor joke was it to mayor mccheesy When they arrested him, he realized that the polls had closed. <laughs> I'll allow it. That's kind of still in my first joke. Yep. You think he's going to do it again, Karen? Mm-hmm. I say he may or may not. Mm. Yeah. I think the police need to start a special unit to investigate him. Maybe the mayor crimes units. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of sex crimes, a man has been charged after mentioning sexual incident during a police job interview. What? Yes, that is the correct response to have there. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you heard me correctly. He decided that this was a good time to to bring up uh on his police resume that uh he had committed a sexual assault. South Charleston you still get high because apparently you can't get fired for nothing. Uh well not in this police department. They don't believe that, Karen. Good. Okay. These this police department um is feminist. Vaginas deserve respect. South Charleston police said a man charged with sexual assault told police about the incident at an unusual time. He was being interviewed for a probationary police officer job. Tyler Ray Price, 21 of Nitro, is charged with second degree sexual assault according to a criminal complaint filed in Kanawha uh, County Magistrate Court. Police said that Price came to South Charleston Police Department on February 8th to participate in pre-employment in a pre-employment interview for a police officer's job. During the interview, he disclosed to Sergeant A.R. Gordon that he had sex with a woman after they had been out drinking. Price later acknowledged in the interview that he had videoed the woman after the encounter was over and that he had it on his phone. On February 23rd, police interviewed the woman and asked her if she had consented to have sex with Price. She said she did not consent and had no knowledge of having sex with him or of a video he had recorded. The woman said she had consumed lots of alcohol on the night of the incident uh, that it occurred. Police said the woman also said that on February 8th she received a call from Price telling her about the video of the incident. Uh, He's currently being held in jail. Uh, Well, I guess that was a short trip from the interview office to jail. Um, I mean, he probably just went around the corner. Mm Mm-hmm so uh yeah can guess the race white all right karen's going with white let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe the race of this uh uh almost officer was i'm surprised they didn't just go you're hired say no more say no more say you had us at sexual assault welcome <laughs> to the oklahoma city police force here's your badge popped the molly and he arrested that's not a race uh he paid the price white i bet he still get the job too white white idiot three name ass white nigga though 
white man who didn't get the job because he's supposed to disable the camera oh that is true police are like sir that's amateur hour that's why you need to join the force he was applying to be a police officer in charleston he white well south charleston west virginia but i feel you frat boy white sex lies and videotaped white police brutality white nate wigger white uh white uh black uh black says cory b black sex lies and videotape police brutality white um whoops uh white lying uh white lying uh he will be on the svu team when he gets out white oh yeah i think they didn't mean to post that like that what that three times back to back oh yeah, yeah okay that's cool that's cool anyway the correct answer is white some of you negroes went black i don't know why you hate yourselves Mm-mm-mm. that's what he looked like too um i guess he's learning early about an open and shut case Let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round to guess the race. So far, Karen is two for two. Woo-hoo! Let's see if she can keep it up. All right, guys. Do you know this man? Dine and dash dater strikes again in los angeles a handsome man who attracts women online then dines and dashes while on the date has struck again as a woman scrolls through her text messages with paul gonzalez she says she thought she was just going on a typical blind date he said are you available at all this weekend for dinner yes how about sunday the woman who did not want to be identified told cbs los angeles he's trying to get an early start on waste their time 2017 <laughs> come on uh, another woman say they met on the app uh dating app bumble though he calls himself dave gonzalez and has since taken down his profile they met at bj's in pasadena and he ordered right away a glass of pinot i don't know what that is uh why pinot 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 wine pinot yes. a glass of pinot i'm not a sophisticated wine drinker <laughs> a caesar salad with a side of shrimp a steak and a baked potato oh a side of shrimp didn't have no shrimp caesar salad well as long as she paying you know what i mean might as well get you a side of shrimp he said she says after he scarfed down most of his meal he got up he left maybe half a baked potato and then received a phone call said i need to take this call she says he never returned leaving her with the bill the waiter came back and said he's not out there is this a first date and i said yes it's a first date first blind date and he said he's gone oh shocked she went online and discovered previous stories about gonzalez and how he had dined and dashed last summer leaving at least two other women with large bills wow i was shocked that anybody would do this and i even texted him is everything okay and obviously he never responded of course he threw that phone in the trash that was his burner right damn this motherfucker is slick police say he committed a snipping ditch when security video caught him leaving his hair salon with his smock on after getting a cut in color last year oh so this is thing is getting service and bouncing 
he'd just be bouncing on women Ooh. oh see see that's why men have it fucked up see most men think the purpose of a date is to get some sex this dude figured it out purpose of a date get a free meal he's basically treating the game like women he's just playing dirty pool flipping it up on them <laughs> <laughs> they're like well i know he ain't leaving till he getting this pussy so <laughs> i know he gonna be paying for this steak mm-hmm. and he's like a surprise motherfucker he's like psych <laughs> that's what he said i'm just in here because i'm hungry <laughs> bye i just want a free meal <laughs> according to la county district attorney's office the 44 year old gonzalez has two bench warrants out for his arrest after not showing up to court for petty theft and driving without a valid license <laughs> records show he's already been to jail several times for misdemeanor arrest ah! one of the women said the restaurant was nice enough to comp gonzalez's meal but she had to pay for his glass of wine uh karen guess the race oh that's a white white person karen's going with white for what was his name paul gonzalez let's check the chat room see what you guys believe his race is uh i don't have a pun this is nigga black he wasn't dining and dashing uh he was being deported by ice he's just predispositioned to make a run for the border latino (laughs) man who didn't expect the woman to know that what they wanted to eat he ran for the border central america when he's caught he's going to go over the wall adios amigo hispanic hispanic he want free health care too and he could pass for white latino speedy gonzalez latino afro latino still an ass brown faced nigga i don't pay for shit white climbing a wild hispanic and wild builder <laughs> the correct answer is and many of you guys guessed latino and y'all are all wrong and karen is right he was a white man Woo! that's right karen <laughs> shame on the rest of you shame let it rain now this is an unfortunate case because i think this dude is latino but he one of them people that can pass for white Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna give you the i'm gonna give you white on this one karen because uh clearly that's why he was getting so many hits on the dating sites you able to walk out like that and somebody be like sir yeah i don't know how you figured it out karen but nobody stopped that him. is a white identifying latino right, man he just able to walk out with service mm-hmm. that eyes you be like nigga you ain't pay for your bill you use your deductive reasoning to figure that shit out i would have missed it gonzalez would have always ah! always go latino on the latino names but i got to call it like i see him if you look like a white man you white till proven otherwise till proven otherwise <laughs> last thing terrifying footage of a suspect chasing a man through a car park with sword in broad daylight before slashing him oh wait have i seen this one Oh, I don't remember. Oh, nope. I don't think I have. A man is wanted by police after a fight turned nasty and he saw him attack another man with a sword in broad daylight. Cops are searching for the suspect. 
following the incident in the bronx new york on monday which was caught on cctv cameras the clip shows the attacker on a bicycle riding up to a white van before talking to someone who was not seen in the frame a few moments later the suspect then removes a sword from his casing before suddenly chasing the victim through a car park damn authorities say the man then used sword to attack the victim leaving him with an injury to the left arm which required hospital treatment although the 36 year old victim was taken to the hospital in stable condition the attacker believed to be between the ages 25 and 30 is now on the loose police in the area are not are now urging anyone who knows a man or witness to attack to get in touch well get in touch with the police and not him because that motherfucker sounds crazy yeah, come on all right we'll be back tomorrow with our recap of the walking dead i hope you guys are ready to get a review i am uh and uh, also if everything goes according to plan it's early but next tuesday we should have nina uh perez on from uh project fandom so <laughs> uh all right guys we'll be back uh oh and also there should be a this too much in your feed right now mm-hmm. me and bossy recorded the finale today um so that should be out there for you guys all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.